Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Atomic Shot. I am your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Ziggy. Joining me is Chief Godzilla-ologist Tyler. Tyler, welcome back, buddy. Oh, uh, were we doing a Godzilla movie this week? I popped in Little Shop of Horrors by accident. Ha. Huh. That's that's very funny. Um, but before let's before we get into it, uh, we need to say... Uh, we're recording this on a very special day, or it will be a very special day. It's Godzilla's birthday! Yay! It's his birthday, um, and uh, I didn't know this. I was I was uh, looking on the internet, because uh, Toho's uh, YouTube channel was actually putting up like little shorts and stuff like that, but apparently it's all in celebration for Godzilla's birthday. It's officially on November... It'll be November 4th, but by the time this is out, it'll already be his birthday. Uh, or Bass's birthday. Yeah. So... Uh, so Close happy enough. birthday, Godzilla! He is what six? Uh, like, uh, it was fifty-four. Fifty-four. So, so like sixty-six. See, sixty-six years old. Yeah, so he's a, he's an old ass lizard. Um, probably not. He's probably much more older than that. But sixty-six years. Years. Yeah, sixty-six years of Godzilla and counting. Um, happy birthday, Big G. We wouldn't be here without you. Um. But we're not here to talk about Godzilla's birthday. We're here to talk about the hardest, well, at least I thought, was the hardest to obtain Heisei era movie. Uh, we are here to talk about the much blind and much, uh, I, every time I hear people talking about it, is the very much critically appraised Godzilla versus Biolanti. Um, this is, I want to say this right now, uh, before this episode... Every single Heisei movie was pretty easy to obtain, except all of a sudden now fucking Amazon, somebody wants to jack up the price for some fucking reason for the next movie we're going to do. Um, oh. But uh, that's besides the point. Uh, this is the sequel. This is a direct sequel to Godzilla Returns slash Godzilla 1985. Um, so just it's it's not like the Showa era where, they're, where we, we joked that they were loosely connected. Um, this is like a direct sequel. Uh, and this is also the most expensive Godzilla movie that you can't get because it's it's out of print and it probably may not come back in print because of weird licensing issues between Toho, Legendary, and Miramax Pictures. Yeah, to put it in a nutshell, this is the most expensive Atomic Shot episode we've ever produced. Um, until next week. <laughs> probably. Um, yeah, well, unfortunately on your end, I already own the movies, but... Um, this is let's get right into it. This is Godzilla vs. Biollante, the second movie in the Heisei series. Let's run down the numbers. This is directed by Kazuki Omori, produced by Shogo uh, Shogo to, uh, Toyama, and produced by uh, produced by Shogo Toyama and Tomiyuki Tanaka. Uh, screenplay by Kazuki Omori. Story by uh, Shinichiro Kobayashi, starring uh, Kunihiko uh, Mitamura, Yoshiko Tanaka, Masabo Takashima, Megumi Odaka, Toru uh, Minegeshi. Yasako Sawaguchi, Toshiyuki Nagashima, and Yoshiki Kuga, Ryonosuke Kaneda, Koji Takahashi, uh, music by Koji Sugiyama, uh, and uh, this was released on December 16, 1989, with a runtime of 104 minutes, uh, with a box office of 1.7 billion yen. Uh, so, I don't think you or I have watched this movie before, have we, Tyler? No, I have not. Okay. Uh, as we stated before, it's probably one of the more elusive films in the series, so I'd be shocked if any of us saw this before this. Right, unless you were growing up with it. Because I think 
I think this movie did have like a small, like maybe VHS slash DVD release early on, but like those are probably super rare at this point, even rarer than the Blu-rays are right now. Um, so let's let's get into it. Uh, this the story because uh, it's I think it's possibly the most unique Godzilla story we've done yet. Yeah, I would say so too. Uh, this is the this is like I said, this is a direct sequel to Godzilla uh, returning. Um, and pretty much it's, uh, we, it, it opens up with, uh, it's pretty much like how a sequel should be where everything's a little bit bigger. The world scope's a lot bigger. Uh, the evolution of the main, of the main antagonist Godzilla is a lot bigger. And basically it centers around the cells of Godzilla. So of course Godzilla comes stomping through Tokyo and they even show parts of the, uh, of the previous movie uh, at the beginning, which I thought was nice. Um, to basically show that people that this is a connected sequel, unlike Raids Again and the other show for era films where they're kind of connected, but they're kind of not. You know, you don't have to watch them all together. Um, and basically, we open up with uh, in, like they're basically cleaning up Tokyo, and somebody finds Godzilla's like skin, and or they call them cells, but I'm like, that's not a cell. That's just his skin that has his cells in it. But whatever. Um, science. Science. Exactly. Science. Um, and. Uh, it proceeds to they it basically becomes like a, a Godzilla arms race. So we then see uh, some paramilitary men um, come in and God, the version that you watched, um, did it have like pepped up techno music? Did uh, it? Yeah, there was an extremely peppy version of Godzilla's theme in this, and I just found myself jamming to it every time it came on. Okay, and then we have. Um, and there, and so then we have like I'm assuming they're U.S. agents and they're trying to get away. The Japanese agents are trying to get them, and then they're all gunned down by uh, this. Uh, what's the country's name, Tyler? Because I, I, I don't. It's not Saudi Arabia. It's a fake Middle Eastern country's name. Uh, um, shoot, I don't remember. Okay. I, um, I think it was named like uh, Salmon or something, or no, at least it was spelled Salmon. Yeah, um, but we follow the actor's name is Solomon Menedizade. Uh, I apologize for butchering this man's name, uh, who basically plays a hitman for this country who they're trying to obtain Godzilla cells in. And <laughs> Mr. I'm going to wear cool shades like I'm the Terminator uh, shows up and Kiss basically. you guys. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> he comes up and basically fucks with the party. So now this uh, other country. Pretty much, I have the wiki. Why am I not looking at it? Uh, he pretty much has uh, Seradia, uh, Seradia. Uh, that's what the country's called. Um, okay. So pretty much, Seradia has access to Godzilla or some of Godzilla cells because we learned that God's, more Godzilla cells are held elsewhere. And it's the movie's basically about uh, the actor uh, is basically about Doctor Shiragami, who don't want to click on that. Um, Doctor Shiragami, who is the main. I would say he's the main character. For the most part, or at least him, along with uh, As- Asuka, uh, who plays the main, uh, and um, and Mickey Sagusa, they're kind of like the main three. Then there's also um, Katsuhito, who's kind of just there. Um, but I feel like the heart of the movie is between um, Dr. Shiragami and his daughter, um, who play uh, Erika Shiragami. Um, so basically, you kind of see them on the on on at, at Seradia. And they're attacked by terrorists. And we learn that it was done by American agents, which is also fucked up, but also also true of American policy in the late 1980s. 
Well, I mean, the falsetto uh, English uh, voices kind of gave it away. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, oh, so, so much English. So much English. So, uh, basically, it becomes... A, the, the movie is basically about the uh, terrorist plot, to, uh, terrorism to basically threaten Japan to release... To give them to give the United States the, the Godzilla cells, uh, Japan uh, a company in Japan wants to use Godzilla cells to make this anti this bacteria that can eat nuclear energy. Um, but then there's that debate who come it comes from um, uh, Kazuhito uh, the the he's basically the 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 conscience the science man with conscience was like well if we create these. Are we not creating a bigger monster? And that's kind of the whole theme of the movie is like the, the idea of creationism and the dangers of science uh, in the wrong hands. Meanwhile, Dr. Shiragami is distraught by the fact that his daughter is killed in that terrorist attack. And we cut to five years later in 1989-1990 where he's still dealing with his grief. And the movie, and then the movie kind of kicks off from there where uh, Godzilla is slowly but surely waking up and... Uh, Dr. Shiragami decides, you know what? I'm going to be a mad scientist. I'm going to take Godzilla cells. I'm going to take these plant cells. I'm going to take my daughter's cells. I'm going to put them in a, I'm going to put them in a petri dish. And then shit goes crazy and that leads to Bialanti and it leads to a fight. Uh, that's as simple as I can break down the plot. Tyler, he's he's basically show Tucker from Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, pretty pretty much exa- exactly. Uh Tyler I don't. How do you feel about this? Like, it's a crazy ass plot when you think about it. Yeah. Like, there's international intrigue. Like I said, there's terrorism. There's there's a there's kind of a love story. Um, there's um. There there's all this sort of weave interwoven stuff. Um, that I I think they handled it pretty pretty well, honestly. Yeah, like. As a story-driven narrative with uh, bioterrorism and the like, I think uh, this is pretty competently written. Yeah, and and I think it sticks to the danger to like Godzilla because instead of the danger, like in the first movie where it's about the danger anti-nuclear energy, it's basically about the dangers that man has to science in general. Like what, ha- like like uh, that um, that uh, Doctor Kirishima basically keeps saying that like we're creating something more dangerous. Doctor, Sh- they even tell Doctor Shirazami, "You, cre- what did you do? You created something way more dangerous b- by doing this. Like why?" And Doctor Shirazami uh, uh, basically gets pissed off, like "Fuck you! I know what I'm do doing." Do you even know science? Exa- oh down. my god, that was my favorite quote. I don't think he- like he says it all calmly. I keep thinking that Doctor Shirazami, who's played by uh, Koji Takahashi, he reminds me so much of uh, God. What's the uh, uh, the guy? Uh, you know who I'm talking about? He's uh, he was in Doctor Strange. I can't remember his name right now though. Um, uh, he was uh, in Death Stranding. Um, Norman Reedus? Not Norman Reedus. The older guy. The the way older guy. Um, uh, Guillermo del Toro. No, 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 no. White guy, white guy. I can't remember. But he reminds me of him a little bit. Um, okay. Yeah, he he played he played the main villain. So not like just facial structure a little bit. I couldn't help but Mads Mikkelsen. That's his name, Mads Mikkelsen. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I think I think like especially coming off eighty five, which eighty five the story is okay. It's nothing great. We talked about it last week. I I feel like this is way more engaging of a movie, store human wise than than it has the right to be. Honestly, 
Like, it took about four years of uh, writing and development, so I assume that it'd be well turned out. Right, exactly. Um, and despite all the silliness of it, you know, with Bialanti, with, you know, um, the uh, Seradia Hitman, as I'm going to call him from now on, you Bullet know, popping Man. a Bullet, exactly, Bullet Man showing him every now Bullet and then. Bullet Man. Yeah, Mullet Man, sorry, uh, showing up every now and then. It's still like a grounded film, and I think what grounds the film, in all honesty, is the relationship, is, is the is the, char- is the actors. Honestly, I think this is the strongest human cast we've had since 54, like as a yeah. whole. Um, now that, like like I said, yet we already talked about Dr. Shiragami and his dealing with his loss of his daughter Erica, but like the one character who I kind of had a grip with, but it's only because he looks young, is... Uh, uh, Major Sho Kuroki, who plays the the, the commander of uh, in charge of basically the the Godzilla defense, I just thought he looked way too young, like to yeah, be in right? charge. Like he looks like a baby. Like like he looks like somebody who's like 25, 23 years old. How is he in a military position? But like he, he kind of looks like Ross from Friends. A, a little bit, a, a little bit, but I really, like, just to focus on him for a moment, we're going to talk about the characters now, because story, I, uh, okay, let's go back to story real quick. I think they still, even though the message is different from talking about nuclear energy, I do like that the message shifted from that to basically shifted that the dangers men still hold over science, and we have to be careful when venturing into unknown scientific fields. Yeah, I can see that message shining through here. Yeah, it's prevalent, for, like I said, it's prevalent from the creation of Bialanti, the creation of the anti-nuclear uh, uh, energy bacteria to kill Godzilla. It's ever, it's everywhere, um, which I think I think a, a smart viewer would take that and understand it. I, I, it's it's an, it's not like sometimes it's beaten over the head with you a little bit, but I feel like it's enough. It's in there subtly enough to where like you'll get the message just by watching the movie versus having it beaten over your head sometimes. Um, but like I said, let's let's go ahead and go on to the actors. Um, going back to Major Sho Kuroki, like he doesn't play that big a part of the movie, but I couldn't help myself but find myself rooting for him when he was trying. Basically, he's basically the general. Like he he's listed as major, but he's the general in charge of this operation to basically prevent Godzilla from attacking strategic points, and he's basically playing chess with Godzilla. Yeah, I can respect his uh, resolve to do what he thinks is right. Yeah, he, like he he like it's not a hard role, but like it's some like, it's a role you can easily become forgettable. But like he kind of like to me, he kind of like channels that sw- that that like suaveness that a like an old school general would have, like like from the sci fi movies. But he's more calm and collected. Like there's a scene where. He like he's saying no. We should go do this, and because of this reason, because if we go here, we can't save this village. But if we move here now, we can stop them. And his one of his superior one of his officers like basically says, "What are you crazy?" And he like in calm and like he's like, "We will do this. This is our move." And he's confident in it. And I'm like, "I believe you. I will follow this man." Oh, captain, my captain. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you kind of feel bad for him at the end of the movie when Godzilla lives, and because like his whole point is to stop Godzilla. I kind of felt bad for him a little bit, but, like, he earns the respect of his men by that point. Well, I mean, he kind of did uh, stop Godzilla because he stops destroying the city, and that's the whole yes. point, right? Yeah, he he pretty yeah he pretty much does. I mean, there's there's a critical moment where, against all reasoning, uh, so just to dovetail a little bit, the, this movie introduces the idea of psychics, and this is not 
a thing that's going to go away. This is a this is will continue on to the Heisei era because I've seen either of the movies. Uh, this introduces us to Asuka Okochi and Miki Sagusa, who Miki Sagusa will be a reoccurring character as we go further along. Um, their ESP, uh, uh, they have ESP, so they can communicate with telepathy, and they have ta- kind of telekinesis. It's not really clear in this part in this movie, but the ballsiest move that uh, Major Show does is he basically sends Miki to go onto this platform where Godzilla is approaching. I think it's Osaka Bay, and basically yeah, says, "Stop, so. yeah, stop him." And like one of his officers is like. What are you doing? Like, this is bullshit. Like, you really believe this ESP is going to work? And he does. He does with all his heart. And what do you know? Mickey Mickey saves the day. Oh, yeah. he She basically su- subjects Godzilla to a mental attack. Pretty much, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I just wanted to give a shout-out to, to uh, Masabo Taka- Takashima. Because I, I think it's, like, it's not the most standout performance in the movie compared to other characters. But... I, I, I still liked his performance. Um, yeah. uh, going to another character real quick. How did you feel about Lieutenant Goro? Um, uh, which one was that again? That uh, was the one who was like in his office. He's like, oh, I can't wait till Godzilla comes up. Mm, he's, smoking, he's constantly smoking Oh, yeah, cigarette. that guy. Oh, um, my God. I didn't really think much of him, to be honest. He He's pretty much mostly kind of like that sarcastic kind of character. He had his best moment is at the end of the movie in the final scene when he basically shoots the Godzilla into he shoots a bazooka into Godzilla's face point blank. Yeah, he shoots it right into his mouth. Yeah, exactly. He goes, oh, "I got to get up close, huh, Mister Godzilla? Huh?" Uh, and it's so. But as you know, Godzilla is not a fan of one-liners. Right, but it's so badass though. I'm like, like he doesn't have like he's pretty much just like another supporting character. But I felt like. He had enough to say, um, that like he made a he made a he made a remark on me, especially that last moment. But I have to ask you about this: when they're going to the Seradia offices and they find one of the people working there, <laughs> this movie's not really a funny movie. But there's one funny moment that's so laugh. Okay, there's actually several one, but this is the one I can think about. Maybe maybe you're thinking the same thing too, Tyler. But when they corner him down, and this guy's wearing a yellow. Hard hat. And I stress that he's wearing a yellow hard hat, right? Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> so like they're they're fighting him in the course of the typical Godzilla fight, like you know, shoving, kind of light punching. So then, um, Goro, I think it's Goro who grabs the um, who grabs like this two by four. It looks like a two by four, and for, and for some reason. They like he hits and by the way I don't know what like he hits him and he hits a and he hits him and then like the director or whoever decided to add a bonk literal cartoonish <laughs> bonk right there and I'm like I couldn't I had to pause the movie and I had to stop laughing I had to stop because I was laughing too much um, it's just like like it's the most cartoonish bonk it's so bizarre because it, and it's weird because this movie is largely serious like there's some heart moments and there's some funny moments through the bad English, but it's largely a, a, a serious movie. So it just felt so odd. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, like, it felt really out of place. Like, it was doing pretty well at establishing itself as uh, being a big boy movie, and then that moment happens, like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, I mean, it's so brief, but, like, I think I think it's I think it's pretty great overall. Um, it's, it's so bizarre. But let's move on to the, to, to the other characters. 
um, to the basically the trio who kind of drives this movie, uh, which is that that's um, Miki Sagusa, uh, Kazuhito Kishima, and Asuka Okoichi. It's pretty much them and off to three different to it, they're kind of driving the movie for the most part from the human perspective. Yeah, they're the ones that uh, make the plot happen. Yeah, um, Mickey, not so much. She's kind of just like because she's a young kid at this point. I think she they said she's seventeen. But she's one. necessary. She's necessary, but I think the the heavier the speak because uh, both uh, Kazuhito and Asuka they're in a relationship together, like they're they're dating each other, I believe. Um, so like obviously the strength uh, for them is there, and I I like them. They were nice to be around, like especially the scenes. Like, the first scene you see with uh, Asuka and Kazuhito, like, it felt very much like a natural, like, these guys, these two have been dating for a while, and they don't know, like, Kazuhito opposes the fact that Asuka has, uh, Asuka's father, his corporation, owns Godzilla's, has Godzilla's cells, and the implications of that, and, you know, and, like, the, like, I, I they felt natural as a couple, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're pretty nice. Uh, yeah, so, like, yeah, like, you wouldn't think that, because obviously you think Godzilla's gonna be titular, but I really thought they did a great job of, of, of handling the, the main characters. Like, they Yeah, get, I they... think the leads in this one are much more standout than the ones in Return of Godzilla, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, Return of Godzilla wasn't bad, it, and it was, it was just more, like, human-focused, so now we get back to the science and stuff like that, but, like, I just, I felt like they gave them more meat to chew on, you know, um... You know, Mickey coming, like, uh, Mickey come basically being the, the, the warning signal for Godzilla, like, that she's, that he's coming back. Um, uh, by the way, that great scene where they go to all the, all the little kids and they're drawing, uh, what they saw, saw in their dream and they all saw Godzilla. Um. That's pretty come, freaking rad. I would have yeah. done the same thing. Yep. Um, also terrifying if you're an adult. Um. Yeah. But, uh. So, I, yeah, uh, I, th- I think that's it for the characters. Uh, like, I mean, there's not much to say about, um, you know, the, the, the Serradian hitman. He just shows just the fr- he just He just shows up in the, like, let's talk about, let's talk about the English. Because we have to talk about the English. Oh, boy. Uh, you you want to take the lead on this, Tyler? Or? Uh, you, you go ahead. I don't have uh, much on this. Uh, a lot of the movie is kind of hazy for me. I watched it while I was tired. No, I don't. I don't blame you. So, uh, yeah, there's some like at the, like Doctor um, Shigami speaks uh, really kind of not good English. It's not his fault, but like when he's talking with, I'm assuming it's the uh, president, uh, uh, who, who whatever company he's dealing with in Seradia, a Saladia. Yeah, um, and then like. They actually, and I thought, funny enough, the movie opens up with, like, a news reporter, and I'm thinking, wait, why am I hearing English? I thought I clicked the Japanese, like, oh, okay, it's just an English reporter. Never mind, we're good. Um, but, like, they get some really bad American actors, like, really bad American actors, so there's a break-in to Dr. Shiragami's office because they're trying to steal the, uh, papers to the, uh, the, the files. It's the man's version of the Lethal Weapon duo. Oh my god, they even referenced Lethal Weapon. That was the worst part. It's just so... <laughs> like, it was, like, I'm sorry. Like, it's so bad. Like, I understand, Like, I don't know if that was them or the direction, but those sections where, like, you have the American actors speak English, it's, like, so stiff and so, like, hard. Like, yeah, man, we got you! You know, like, so, so terrible. Um, it doesn't ruin the movie for me, but... 
God, why? <laughs> Kiss you guys. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you what he was saying. <laughs> um, in all honesty. Uh, luckily, after, um, after, like, the, the, the U.S., and one of them is, one of the groups actually works for the U.S. government, or a U.S.-based company, I never say the U.S. government, although it's probably the U.S. government working through that company to get Godzilla cells, let's be real here. Yeah. Um, President Reagan's in charge at this point, uh, or not Bush might be, I don't know, but, um... But yeah, like there's a scene where like they meet at a back alley to basically trade something, and the guy is a red tank top and like the most like un unsuspicious looking motherfucker ever. Uh, like just I don't know if they overdubbed him when they spoke Japanese, but it was just a, just like this is. Can you please just stop talking? Can you just please stop talking? I swear the supporting actors for Bruce Lee movies uh, are better than this in some cases. Yeah, yeah. luckily again they're not here a lot. Um, but, like, you'll hear them at the beginning of the movie, you'll hear them when they're attacking, uh, breaking into Shiragami's house, um, and stuff like that, but, God, it's just so bad. I don't, I don't, and I don't think it happens too much in the Asa era, but it's still so bad. Probably my favorite part of, uh, the bad English actors in this movie is in the beginning when the raid happens, uh, the Japanese guys are, uh, chasing after them. And uh, there are some uh, U.S. dudes uh, right behind them, and they go, "Hey, look over here!" And they fall for it. Yeah, I was just like, I'm, and that's how they didn't know, like, oh god, is this movie gonna be terrible? Uh, luckily, it's not. The opening of the movie is not indicative of anything. Um, thank God, thank God. But let, let's move on to uh, the creature because uh, we're not gonna talk about Godzilla again. Although Godzilla did get a slight tweak in his design, like some of his, they changed some of his face in the in the five years a little bit more. Well, I'm pretty sure Lava would do that to you. Yeah, which that's a nice canon excuse. Uh, But they kind of fine-tuned his suit a little bit. Uh, Looks a little bit more leaner, I guess. A little bit more, like, looks way more If I recall correctly, um, the suit actor for Return of Godzilla was a bit too small for the big suit that they had uh, for it. So I would understand that, uh, that they would make a new one for this specific purpose. Right, I mean, yeah, and you can definitely tell it does look a little bit different. Um, especially when you get to like the close-up shots and stuff like that, which there's, oh my god, there's so many good shots in this movie, uh, with Godzilla. Um, but let's talk about the titular creature, uh, Biolante. So, let's, let's talk about the origin of Biolante, because it's possibly the weirdest one we've ever done yet. Yeah, I would say so. So, um, basically, like I said earlier, Biolante is a creation of Dr. Shiragami, who decided it was a good idea to combine... A plant cell with Godzilla cells and his daughter who had died, uh, her DNA, all in one. And um, I'm assuming Biolante has three forms because, like like we mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, that the uh, the robbers were ta- were actually killed by Biolante. You can see her vines uh, attack them. You never see Biolante's like body or anything, but they Biolante's much... vine whip. Yeah, in the uh, fatality, <laughs> Biolante. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and but we never see it until finally uh, outside, like Biolante disappears. Uh, it disappears, and then all of a sudden, uh, Mickey Sagusa and uh, and Asuka are are on like they're they sense it, they can sense it, and they find it outside of this lake. And it's just this towering plant with like uh, a rose petal that's about to bloom, and you can kind of see teeth coming out of it. It looks like this form is like beautiful yet creepy 
It kind of reminds me of uh, Mothra, if Mothra was a plant. A little bit, yeah. Um, and then, like, there's a there's an idea in this that it's not just her cells that, that are in Bialanti, but it's Erica, Dr. Sh- uh, Sh- uh, Dr. Shiragami's daughter, that her soul is in there. That she is as part of this monster as much as Godzilla is up until a certain point. But how do you, how do you feel about that first that first appearance? Um, uh, it's a pretty tense scene for all intents and purposes. It does a really good job of uh, setting up uh, the threatened malice of Bialanti, even though, for for what it's worth, she's pretty much the hero of this movie. Oddly enough, yeah. You wouldn't think that. I thought I thought that was going to be the bad guy, and that Godzilla will be thrust as the hero again. But nope, Godzilla's still the bad guy in this, and Bialanti turns out to be the one to save the day. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla, they're still ki- sticking with the idea that Godzilla is pretty much the antagonist of of Japan. Um, but yeah, that first design is, like I said, it, to me, it's like both haunting and, and, and beautiful because you have like the rose petals and then it starts fighting Godzilla. Um, but I, I think honestly, the real standout, uh, as much as cool as that first iteration is after it disappears and we see it again in it's, it's real form that the final form for Biolanti, I think is one of Toho's greatest creations ever. Yeah. It's so cool. Like it's the, it's the uh, thing I used uh, for my uh, second episode of atomic shot. When I was talking about how Biolanti was scrapped for that game. Yeah. Um, you can see, and if you watch this movie, you can definitely see why it's, it's, it's how there's, there's an amazing shot where it's the cameras were behind Godzilla and Godzilla is literally looking up to Bialanti. It's taller than him. Uh, it's like it, it's. I think it has. I think it's four legs, right? It's like a spot. It's kind of like a like walks like a spider, where it walk uses its vines to walk along. It's not bipedal, that's for sure. And it's yeah. like, and it's massive. Bialanti is like wide. It's huge, and he has all this t- all the, all her tendrils uh, coming around. It's a like, and they made that. Like that's all puppetry. Like that's. That's impressive as hell. Yeah, it looks really cool in action. Um, yeah. Probably my favorite effect in this movie is uh, when all the uh, Venus flytrap vines are coming at Godzilla. Oh, it's so good. Um, my, my, my personal favorite from design is like when she opens her mouth and you just see the rows and rows of teeth. Like there's teeth, like she has two tusks, then obviously rows of teeth on the out, but her like gums are like laced with teeth. It's just like, oh, it's such a, like, that's what I'm saying. If you look at it, like this is the bad, this is the good guy or the good, the good monster. Oh, well, I mean, it's kind of a bastardized monstrosity, uh, right? The soul of a good person side of it. So I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I like that. Because it is a formation of Godzilla's cells, um, you see in the face that's Godzilla. Like it's pretty much like a just another version of Godzilla, just not co- like I'm glad they didn't come up with something lazy. Call it we will call it Plantzilla or something like some stupid shit like that. Um, but like like you can definitely see it. Like that's Godzilla in its DNA just from the face alone. Yeah. Um, but like it's. I honestly like as much as I, I you and I praise Hedera for like it's in or even Mechagodzilla in the Showa era. I think this version, this one monster, and unfortunately we never see um, Bialanti ever again. 
I think this monster beats anything Toho creates. Like, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's phenomenal. This is a badass monster design right here. Badass monster. It, it, the fets look amazing. Um, and also, it made me cry a little bit, you know, especially the ending. Um, so let, let's 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 go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's talk about the fights because um, there's technically two of them. Although lots of rampaging with Godzilla, uh, but bef- and, and especially with the Super X two, which I like those sequences. Oh yeah, it's way better than the Super X one from Return of Godzilla. Yeah, my it's favorite still part. Stupid, it's still stupid as fuck, but it's better. Right. Exactly. My favorite part is that early on in the movie, they t- they basically say, "Well, we created a weapon that can reflect Godzilla's heat ray." I'm like, "Okay, ingenious." And I love that they actually show it and like, "Man, this weapon's kind of OP." And then they show that the uh the, it's starting to melt. And I'm like, "There it is. It can't stand like you it can't stand that amount of heat in such short bursts." It's heat it's heat proof, but it can't take too much heat. Exactly, which is which is true to anything. Everything has a everything has a melting point, which I love that. And like it, but like it was it, even then it was so cool. Plus, God, I love the cheesy ass music. There is so much cheesy hero music throughout this movie. Every time the Super X comes out, oh my God, it was so great. It's kind of reminiscent of the show era in some aspects. Yeah, in a way, I would say Godzilla vs. Biollante is like a wonderful blend of both the Heisei. Even though it's early on, it, the first one firmly established it as like a grounded, realistic, like not realistic, but grounded, more grounded take on Godzilla. But it still has that that spirit of silliness uh, with like the the Super X two and you know the creation, the actual creation of of Biollante. It's such a, but it's so, it makes the movie way more fun, honestly. You could say that it's sticking to its roots. God damn it. Eh? I was wondering when you were going to get a fucking tree pun in here. Uh, so, yeah, Godzilla does fight the Super X2, but the real much of the movie, and they're not long fights, but we get two bouts between Godzilla versus Biollante, the first one. Godzilla shows up on a lake, which that's got to be terrifying. You're on, a, you're on the lakeside, you're chilling some burgers or you know, making some food or something, and all of a sudden you see these two monsters... Just fighting on this lake bed. Oh, that's six. That looks bad. I should leave. I should have left. Oh shit! Is this Cloverfield? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. So the first one's not really much of a fight, but I still found it from a special effects standpoint really fucking cool. Yeah. Like, uh, Biolante actually holds her own pretty well against Godzilla, uh, using all her vines to pretty much choke him out. Yeah, pretty much. Um, although really disgusting when Godzilla starts using his atomic heat breath and uh, or heat ray, rather. heat breath, heat ray, whatever. Um, whatever. And basically, like Violante can't handle it, so like there's a really great effect where like her stomach just starts exploding or whatever, or like some kind of sack that look would be her stomach, just like oh god, it's it, it was a little a little like, kind of disgusting. But yeah, like I thought they did a like. You would think like like you put it on paper, okay, Godzilla versus a giant plant monster. Well, Godzilla wins easily, but no, it, it doesn't. Um, it took a, it took a bit. Yeah, Godzilla had a hard time figuring out that fire is strong against grass. It, yeah, it's like what am I doing wrong? Um, and like Godzilla, and and then you know, so the first fight isn't really nothing. Um, but the second fight, my God, like that was just visceral as hell. Um, and I think that's my favorite one of the two. 
practical events affects Nirvana right here. Yeah. Um, like Godzilla, you know, getting wrapped up in vines. Um, you know, clearly showing the power Violante had over over Godzilla. There's like she sprays acid onto him. Like like what the one shot of the movie that literally made me go, oh no, was early on in the fight. She fucking uses one of her vines to pierce right through Godzilla's bomb. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. We're not doing oh, this. Oh, no, Jeff. Yeah, it was, it was, like, that, it gets, and then, like, she punctures, like, part, like, he, like some other parts of his body. It gets violent, man. Like, super violent. There's a point where, uh, Violante is, uh, pretty much biting into Godzilla's head, and you can see how much bigger her mouth is than his whole head. Oh. His whole head fits into her mouth. Like that's how that's how big she is. Um, it's a really cool shot. Like it, it really is. Um, like I said, the fight's not long, but it's visceral. Like it's it's two giant monsters clawing at each other uh, until ultimately Godzilla, the the bacteria that Godzilla's hit with, starts taking effect. Um, but even honestly, even though it was short, like it wasn't as long as like say other fights have been. I was extremely satisfied from them. Oh yeah, this was a really uh, satisfying climax. Yeah, and, and a bit sad. Uh, so, like at the end of the at the end of the fight, Biolanti pretty much is dying, uh, and so is Godzilla. But spoilers: Godzilla doesn't die. Go home, Not Godzilla. Yet. You're drunk. Yeah, he pretty yeah, pretty much he lands face first in the ocean, and then he's like he sobered up real quick. Um, uh, Biolanti dies, and then basically her. I'm assuming it's her her genetics or something gets basically blown up into space, which comes back later on. It that's a plot point that comes back later on in the Heisei area. So just remember this plot. Remember this moment. Uh, but I under okay. I understand having showing an image of Erica at the end there was like nice, but man, it looks so bad. That's an effect I would use in one of my dumb review videos. Like, it just looks so bad. It's just, like, all of a sudden here, just, like, there's no attempt to, like, I don't know. I, maybe they could have done a green screen and, like, have her, like, show up in the sky. But no, they just get a picture of her. You know what they should have done? What should have they done? Uh, at the end of uh, specific JoJo's Bizarre Adventure parts, when they show uh, uh, Remember Our Dead Allies or whatever, you see their uh, heads formed by the clouds. And uh, that's what they should have done with Erica in this movie. Yeah. No, I like, agree. Just have a JoJo moment. Any anything would have been better. Um, like it, it kind of took me out of the moment. But then even and then her dad gets shot. Like the fucking fucking Serenity Hitman comes out of no out of nowhere. Even though I thought he was dead. Just inject conflict into the plot. Yeah. Just just he gets shot. Oh my god. Don't <laughs> forget about me. I'm still here. Yeah, even though I thought he... My, my other favorite shot in the movie is when he's in the offices in Osaka when it's got attacked by Godzilla, and he opens the blinds like, oh shit, he's here. And it's just Osaka on fire. It's like, nope, nope, nope. Um, but yeah, so I think that's going to wrap it up for Godzilla vs. Biollante. Uh Tyler, what are, what are your final thoughts on this amazing, amazing sequel? Oh, am I uh, giving it? Uh, am I going into the rating or? Uh, oh, go, give I your just, notes. Uh, no, no. What, go give your give your. Um, I'm sorry. Your notes. What What are your notes? Sorry. Uh, let's see here. I noticed that uh, they use a whole lot of uh, sound effects from various anime in this movie. 
like when Godzilla's stepping around, um, you can hear a metal clanking sound, which you hear a lot in Dragon Ball Z, for instance, when Cell is walking around. Really? And uh, all the explosion sounds, they're the same ones uh, from uh, that and Fist of North Star and what have you. And if you if you have sharp ears like I do, you'll notice that it's the exact same sound effects. Huh, I never knew that. Must be like some sort of uh, sock sound effect in Japan. Probably. I never, I honestly didn't notice that watching the movie. Um, any, anything else, buddy? Uh, that's about it. Alright, so uh, go ahead and give your final thoughts on, on Godzilla vs. Biollante. I will give this a 4 out of 5. Uh, this is probably uh, the most thoughtful Godzilla plot that we've had so far. And the new monster Biollante is really cool. Um, I love the support. I love the cast. Um, they they drive the plot forward. Uh, they're they're a bit more interesting than uh, some of the others we've seen so far. And uh, however, if you're willing to pay as much as we did for this movie, it's probably not worth it. Like I don't know. I think the price of admission doesn't really fit the bill in this case. I, mean, I don't know. It's probably just me. I'm probably just salty. Yeah, I mean, I paid thirty. Uh, I'm so salty about it. Uh, by the way, this Blu-ray—if you want the Blu-ray of this uh, of this movie—it goes for roughly. The cheapest you're gonna find is maybe 150 dollars. Like no I got joke. mine for 78. Thank God. Why didn't you buy it? 78? I could have linked you the one I bought. It would have been the same price. Why didn't you tell me? I'm sorry. We could have. Yeah. I got mine for 33. No, no wonder you're salty. I would be salty. Oh man, I'm sorry. All right, okay, I, that's my fault. I, I figured you were going off the same. You would have saw the song when I did, but okay. But yeah, either way, I think it's a we think it's a good movie. It's not. It's Toho. Come on, get work some fucking deal out and repent this shit so other people can buy it cheaper than Tyler did. Uh, even I did. That's for sure. Um, I give Godzilla vs. Biollante a four and a half out of five. Amazing cast. Uh, well use of the Godzilla theme in this movie. Amazing music, especially some nice remix of his theme with upbeat techno music. It was pretty cool. Uh, the cast was so amazing. I think the, they're the closest to what the 54 cast was in terms of the heart and the story. Uh, it was amazing. Uh, the dangers, of the, da- the dangers of the men of men in science who have no conscience. I think it's all great. Um, like, no, no wonder people talk about this movie so much. It's a shame that you really can't really watch it in in a, in a not so expensive way. Um, but uh, yeah, that that's it for me. Like, and of course, Biollante herself, the best monster that they've created. Such a amazing effect. Uh, but let's go ahead and wrap it up. Let's get out of here because uh, we'll be back next week with a time yes time travel uh, story. Uh, Great Scott. Yes, it's got it's a rematch uh, because Toho actually made kind of significant uh, enough money on this, and oh, like, well, how, what? Do, how do we make more money? Well, we'll bring back one of Godzilla's foes. It's the return of King Ghidorah. It's Godzilla versus King Ghidorah next time. Uh, this time it's round two for Atomic Shot. Uh, Tyler, please plug your stuff. You can follow me on Twitter at Hey It's That Tie. I also stream stuff sometimes on Twitch.tv slash TieYourShoes1, although not as frequently as I would like to. But hey, what can you do? I also made a couple of uh, 
EX Atomic Shot uh, reviews for uh, the Charge Shot YouTube channel and the site for Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee and most recently Save the Earth, which the latter I am very proud of. Uh, so yeah, check those out. Uh, I put a lot of work into those and uh, yeah, hope you all enjoy. All right, and you can follow me at twitter.com slash marvelousiggy for all things relating to the marvelous one. Um, you can check the pinned tweet in my Twitter for my video on Dandara, Trials of Fear. Please check it out. You can find me streaming every live, uh, every live, every live, every Sunday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time at twitch.tv slash iggy2814. It's Zelda month, so I'll be streaming The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Uh, so there, so come and join and have some pirate fun, uh, with me. It's been a, it, it, the first stream was a good success so far. Um, and, uh, that, that's, that's going to be it for me. Uh, again, we'll see you guys next week for Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. Uh, until then, go, go Godzilla. Feed me. Yes!